Hey, it's Lou and welcome back to Shade Shorts, bite-sized conversations inviting you into the worlds of art practitioners whose work I really admire. For the next few shorts, I'll be in conversation with curators. Andrea Emelife is a Nigerian-British curator, an art historian specialising in modern and contemporary art, with a focus on questions around colonial and decolonial histories in Africa, transnationalism and the politics of representation. Andrea is currently the curator, modern and contemporary, at Imoa, Edo Museum of West African Art, which is a new David Adagio-designed museum complex in Benin City, Nigeria, due to opening stages next year. Born in London, Andrea studied at the Courtauld Institute of Art. Recent exhibitions include Black Venus, a survey of the legacy of the black woman in visual culture, which opens this summer at Somerset House in London. And before we head into the conversation with Andrea, a quick note regarding the sound quality of this recording. We recorded this conversation whilst Andrea was in Lagos, Nigeria. The internet connection was glitchy, which affected the sound quality coming through the line. So bear with us, enjoy the conversation, and I'll see you next time. Well, I'd love to start by hearing a little bit about like your early connection with the arts. As a peripheral observer of the industry, if you like, there's a starting point for all of us. That moment of realisation that one could work with the artists who were creating the work that you admired, like when did that moment kind of happen for you? It's interesting. Um, I I feel that there's a few moments where that kind of came into clear focus. Um, I always loved art as a kid. Begged my parents to take me to the National Gallery or the British Museum, and that was always my entry point to understanding who I am and understanding history. And so growing up with that love, which was quite an anomaly in my family, Um, my parents like art, but not nearly as much as I became obsessed with it. Um, As I grew up, I learned that I could study art. Coming across the idea that art history existed was a complete accident. Um, I was lucky enough to get a bursary to a school that offered art history at A-level. And I often think about how different my life might be had I not have come across this opportunity that took a tumbling point towards then going to the Courtauld Institute um, and you know, being very precocious and starting writing um, about art for newspapers and magazines quite early from the age of 19. And I think at that point, I wanted to be an art critic. I was very much into writing um, and writing about art, and that's still very much part of my practice. But at the moment, I think of myself as a storyteller. And a curator is very much that. And I think that curating has is one channel for that level of storytelling. So I tell stories and I uncover stories in the exhibitions that I curate um, and I tell stories in the books that I write um, and I look to tell more stories and um, bring out the stories of the artists that I work with. You saw yourself in the arts and you saw that there could be a place for you and, and you followed that. When did the arts resemble a home for you as a place that saw you? What I found is that I felt that art wasn't for me. And, you know, I loved art and I was obsessed with history. And, but the, but the stories that I was encouraged to investigate and, um, and to study were stories that are related 
to me in a way that in a way you know they're about Britishness or they're about humanity but they weren't about you know black women or they weren't about African stories or they weren't about diaspora stories so I avidly sought out anything that could connect art to me and I think you know, we can think about the Benin Bronzes at the British Museum um, and that being a sort of, you know, a moment when you can see one's history, although though that history doesn't belong to the place where it currently exists. And so I would answer and say that for a long time I felt that there weren't, art wasn't reflecting my story. I think it comes quite naturally to use art as a way to understand myself understanding the way art relates to humanity and how art can tell stories that allow you to investigate more about yourself um, means that all the shows that I produce and that I curate end up being deeply attached to my own personhood. Um, that's very obviously exampled in my recent exhibition, Black Venus, which is about black women in the visual culture, in the history of them from around the 1800s to now. Um, but also comes across in other ways. Um, and I think that it's a very fortunate position to be able to curate exhibitions that allow you to find out more about oneself. And I think that artists do such an incredible job of looking at the world through their own eyes and allowing us to see the world through their own eyes, because in doing so, we can step outside of ourselves and ironically learn more about ourselves in the process. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And um, your exhibition, Black Venus, which was your photography skirt, New York exhibition, which is coming to Somerset House in July. Yes. And um, <laughs> it examines the historical representation and shifting legacy of black women in visual culture. And its foundation goes beyond exhibiting artistic talent to establishing a firm legacy, which asserts the notion that black women have claimed agency over how their bodies are depicted and that's just so interesting to me it's like a real firm marking point where ownership has been taken but i just wonder how your history personal or professional that culminated to the point of deciding to create black venus i created black venus because and i don't want this to sound corny but it's the type of show that i wish i had seen so going back to your previous question about when did you feel seen it's the type of exhibition I hope that anybody really will see and it will allow an understanding that art is more than what we have been told. And there are so many stories yet to really uncover and to really understand. Um, it's surprising to me um, that there haven't been more shows like this. Yeah. There have been great studies about black female artists, about black female photographers, I mean, for example, there was an incredible exhibition by Denise Morel, Le Modèle Noir, which was at the Musée d'Orsay, which looked at um, the black model in art, but specifically focusing on the way that black women have been imaged. A lot of that historically was without agency, so not in our own hands, um, whether through a um, ethnographic or colonial gaze. I'm learning more about what has led up to this point. I realized just how far we've had to come. And it's obvious, it's obvious, it's obvious that black women have been subjected to such limited stereotypes throughout history. But to really focus and look at the way that these images have been altered, 
and how long it has taken for artists like Micheline Thomas or Cara Walker or Alan Gallagher to take hold of a camera or a paintbrush or whatever medium that they're working on and proudly assert that there's more to it than what we've been told is quite astounding. Um, I guess the takeaway from the exhibition that I hope is that it will catalyze further um, further investigation into these narratives, into these artists, and what it really means to um, to vision yourself, because that is something that most of Western art history has taken for granted. Um, obviously, not so much in the case of women in general, with the feminist movement taking um, control of what it means to um, talk about women's rights, but largely when the black woman really takes hold of their own narrative and explains the multiplicity and the many narratives that are encased within that story, it should be an eye-opener, not just for black women, but for the many, many, many different stories and gazes that we have to interrogate and really question. Mm. And I was thinking about like what's, what a firm radical act that is, but I'm thinking also the flip side of that is that the world is not always ready for that assertion of power mm. that, that, that comes in parallel with that. And I was reading your brilliant interview with the Theester Gates from June last year in, in Idea. There was a quote where he says, black autonomy alone is too radical for current America. And I was thinking mm. about that as I was thinking about black Venus and how in modern art history actually there was a, an expectation that black artists create work that represents and reflects the black experience you know um, there was a frustration that black artists work was perceived solely through the lens of race and gender black abstract art artists were deemed too radical particularly in post-war America there's been a huge surge in appreciation for black artists who have claimed agency over representation um, and I just wonder how you see this panning out, because I think this is relatively new in terms of art history. Is, is our art still deemed too radical? Going firstly to the idea of art representation mm. and thinking about what's happened in the last couple of years, um, you know, maybe thinking about the tipping point of the death of um, George Floyd, there has been a real effort for museums to produce shows that obviously include black artists, but largely include artists that are looking at representation. And representation is always going to be important for the black artists. I mean, Frederick Douglass knew that in creating many images of himself, he was creating a counter-narrative and the diaspora, the ethnic diaspora or black artists, um, for so long have had to lean on themselves for representation. Um, and so it's yeah. obvious, it makes sense and that those of us who are fortunate enough to um, be around art or to create or have a feel an urgency to be part of a conversation about representation. But what I think will be interesting and good for the museum world or the art world in general to understand is that there is more to it than just representation. What happens afterwards? If there is, for example, we achieve a world where maybe some of the museums have actually created an equitable art collection. Uh, that was obviously quite some time in the in in the making i'm sure but imagine that actually happens what next how can we actually think 
holistically and authentically about how we how museums and how galleries work with these artists so that they can realize projects that are not just about showing that we were there um because what what has been tasked with the black artist is to give a history lesson um for many 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 years um of which that is a huge emotional bearing and a huge task what has been rested on the shoulders of art, black artists and black curators is to re-address an imbalance that was created not by them but by others and so it is the task of the museum to obviously consciously collect and consciously display art that is diverse and that is equitable, but it also is the responsibility to create meaningful partnerships with those artists and with other institutions. Because one of the reasons why there's been a lack of representation of black artists is that there have been not enough spaces that, that have welcomed black artists and black curators. We also need spaces of our own. We've got the Studio Museum in Harlem, but, and there are other like, African-American museums in the States. There's not really much in the UK, um, but there are many institutions that will be spaces that can reinvent or seek to reconfigure what a museum means to a nation or a continent that has so much art history but has not had the museum structure that the West has. These institutions should be going much further than just having an annual show given to a black artist. They should be thinking about how they can encourage the future of black art or African art or art from diaspora and creating partnerships and um, alliances with other institutions and other um, residencies that are starting to be encouraged um, in Africa or on their home ground. I'll always be excited about a diverse um, exhibition program I'll be, I'm way more excited about having spaces where we can tell our own stories. Yeah, and some of those issues that you've touched on there, you discussed in your letter to the art world during the Black Lives Matter uprisings of 2020, which was published in The Independent. It's been three years since. Have you seen that those changes are happening as a direct result of what happened in 2020? I mean, you know, when I wrote that article that led to the art world, we were really in the depths of the pandemic and thinking also about how long it takes for things to get set up. So I feel like I'm seeing more and more efforts in the last six months and coming up to the next couple of years. Um, thinking to my where I am currently, which is literally in Lagos in Nigeria at the moment, um, I'm thinking to a couple of months ago when it was our sort of our version of a freeze art week during Art X. The, um, the amount of uh, Western art museums that I interacted with and that I welcomed into Lagos was an encouraging start um, to see, um, you know, whether it's MoMA or the South London Gallery come, then thinking to um, Accra and seeing the Western. Western museums and galleries and collectors attend and come and visit then gives me some sign and some positivity that that there is at least interest to interact beyond the doors of the museum. And by that I mean that it's all well and good to sort of create in your own space, but given that the artists 
that um, are displayed in museums and that work in these institutions um, are from many different places. Um, it is important to engage with them um, and to understand what they would like to see for their art. And the more and more I talk to um, artists, whether they are from the diaspora, whether they're African American, is that they want to have spaces for that they feel at home in. And seeing that there is an interest and an excitement to create international partnerships with Africa um, from the West, I think is a good signal and a good sign because then we can actually have a global art ecosystem. And I was thinking about what West Africa needs because we've got so much creativity and so much art and so much history and so much legacy. Africa is often left out. Um, there's a really, really great quote by Okwe Emanzo, for example, and he says something like, um, actually, I want to get the actual quote so I don't misquote him. <laughs> he says, oh yeah, he says, the future belongs to Africa because it seems to have happened everywhere else. And I think that's a really important thing to assert. It's important because it's not just a story about black artists. It's not just a story about African artists. It's a story about how you tell a story about humanity. And if we've left out Africa, we've not told that whole story. Thinking about this idea of visibility, and this is kind of a fluffy question compared to all mm -hmm. the others, really, but it's something that I'm personally interested in. Um, and maybe that's because when I grew up and I started working within the arts, there was no social media landscape. If we had a voice, our voice was kind of behind the face of the organisation that we were working with or working for. But things have definitely changed now because of social media. And I'm really interested in social visibility and how um, that those of us working in cultural spaces navigate the increasing move towards individuals holding their own spaces in which to communicate to an audience. And the role of the curator, specifically in public life, has completely transformed. How does contemporary media and its necessity for kind of performance and visibility inform, if at all, your working life in terms of, you know, when you curate a show, how social media and your presence and your visibility impacts the storytelling and the, the sharing of the narratives of the work? I think it's a really interesting point, and I think that in some ways it's something that I've had to grow into, um, which, I mean, I don't know if anybody who follows me on Instagram might be surprised to hear that, but I'm much more of an introverted person than it might appear. But what I am also very aware of is that my visibility can help inspire and ensure that we have a more diverse generation of curators coming up later. And I think that using platforms like social media to tell stories and to be present and to be visible is perhaps not the most obvious academic part of the sort of the role of the curator, but it's definitely an, an accessible and engaging part. The task of the curator will always be principally to research and create great shows that ensure that there is a legacy of academia about the artists but there is also a duty to ensure that as a spokesperson for the exhibition or for the museum or for um, the world uh, of curating that speaking openly and vulnerably about what art means to me and what art can mean to 
um, to different societies and how it can help us and affect us in ways beyond just academia is really important. The unexpected nature, I guess, of my position is hopefully something that will be a source of inspiration. You can only just look at the last couple of years to know that we have changed so much as a society and what we value from art and what we need from art changes often. The social debate changes often. And so we need fast responses that are authentic and considered and take into account a wide demographic. I'm all for really destabilizing what it means to be a curator and what a curator looks like. And I hope that that will be a source of inspiration for many different people to put their own perspectives and viewpoints into this field because we need we need more. I mean, we need more ways of looking. Well, you're certainly doing that and um, mm -hmm. we are all benefiting from the work you're doing. And I cannot wait to see Black Venus um, in the summer. What an amazing summer yeah. exhibition. <laughs> and thank you so much for your time when you're so busy. Enjoy Lagos. Um, and thank I can't you. wait to see what you do next. And thank you so much, Andrea. Thank you. Thank you. No, it was really lovely speaking to you. Mm -hmm.